The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Adventures of the Saints, starring Vincent Price. The Saints, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saints. I'm not home. It's the middle of the night and I'm asleep. I'm in Schenectady sitting up with a sick ass. Oh. Hello. Hello. Are you Simon Templer? Well, come in and we'll compare Social Security cards. Thank you. I thought you were in Schenectady. Never heard of the place. Sitting up with a sick aunt. She recovered suddenly. Simon, I need help. Desperately. Why? Because I'm dead. You're what? Dead. Oh, well, of course, some of my best friends... Simon, my name is Francis Blake. Here, read this. Read? That little item down in the corner, under obituaries. Obituaries? Hmm. Hmm. Says here that the body of... Francis Blake is at the Restwell Chapel. Burial at noon tomorrow. You see, the newspapers say that I'm dead. Yeah, but I don't know whether to believe them or not. You uh, are Francis Blake? Oh, of course I am. Mm. Come here a moment. All right. Thank you. Now... Simon, what are you... Oh, no! I beg your pardon. You... You pinched me. Yes. But... Well, I had to make sure I wasn't dreaming. But you're supposed to pinch yourself if you think you're dreaming. I know, but this way was more fun. <laughs> also, I never heard a corpse say ouch before. Therefore, you're not dead. I already knew that. I didn't. Now that that's settled, I think perhaps we ought to go visit. Visit whom? Your corpse. <laughs> Bright. Never mind, Louie. Oh, Mr. Templer. Had I have known it was you, I wouldn't have bothered with the whims. Had I known it was you, I just wouldn't have bothered. However, Francis... Oh, thank you. Uh, 
Louis should perhaps be explained. He's a cab driver I try to avoid. I rarely succeed. Which proves to me that my life isn't all that it should be. Keep it clean. And where at this hour of the night are you going? The Restwell Chapel. Get another cab. Louis. Okay, okay. Some sport. Takes a girl to see a funeral parlor in the middle of the night. I'm merely taking her home. She lives in a funeral parlor? She's dead in a funeral parlor. Who's dead? Miss Blake. Huh? Me. Excuse me, but Louis, I got don't take I your hands off gonna... the wheel. I already did. Yes, so? She said, ouch. Personally, I would have liked to find out for myself, but if you say so... I do. I'll take your word for it. Only, how are you going to explain to the funeral parlor how riding around in cabs would you? Simple. I am apparently the kind of a man a girl wouldn't mind being seen dead with. <laughs> Chapel at your service. Uh, Louis. I know. Wait. But I'm telling you one thing, considering the type of company you're keeping, I ain't waiting till nobody plays no hot licks on a trumpet. I don't think you'll have to. Come along, Francis. All right. I, I've been trying to pretend to myself that it's all some kind of a joke, but that funeral parlor looks too real. Well, we'll find out soon enough. One nice thing about funeral parlors, they're always open. That you call nice? <laughs> she have a point there. Ooh, listen to that doorbell. Chopin, at least. Ah. Oh. I beg your pardon? I said, ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Come in, Francis. This is an hour that comes to all. Except in states that don't have daylight saving. I, sir, was referring to your bereavement. Uh, whom are you mourning? We would like to look at Francis Blake. The hour is late, but grief knows no clock. Good heavens, an epigram. We try, sir. If you'll follow me. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, uh, here we are. And there she is. Beautiful, isn't she? Very. Simon, she does look like me. A little bit, but hardly enough to explain. Uh, how did she get here, Miss Blakeman? Mm. The uh, police brought her. Oh, I see. Uh, who identified her? Well, that was hardly necessary. Her coat over there in the corner. Simon. Wait a minute, Francis. What about her coat? It had her name on the label. Now I shall withdraw. You will want to be alone with your grief. All right, but make a sound withdrawing, please. Uh, so we'll know you're withdrawn? Oh, really, sir, it's no use jesting. The dead never laugh. <laughs> well, he's withdrawn. Simon, that's my coat. It is mine, Simon, but, but look. Yes, two holes in the front of it, bullet holes. Bullet holes? The girl here, whoever she is, was, was murdered. Come on, we'd better get out. All right, but I'm taking my coat. I don't think... It's mine, not hers. It belongs to me, even though she was murdered in it. Simon! 
Simon, what was that girl doing with my coat? Wearing it when she was shot, presumably. There's another question, perhaps a more important one. Why was she shot in the first place? I suppose she had enemies. Have you? Back again? Yeah, we're back again. Francis. Oh, thank you. The little lady lost her place? Uh, Francis, where do you live? The Thornton Towers. Louis. I heard. Simon, back there. Why did you ask if I had any enemies? The coat's a distinctive one. Well, it's a very colorful plaid. Yes, the girl back at the funeral parlor was murdered while wearing it. The question comes to, was her wearing the coat when she was killed merely a coincidence, or was she killed because her murderer thought she was, uh, you? The Thornton Towers. Yeah, here you are, Louis, and, uh... I know. Don't wait. On account of your sitting up with a dead friend. <laughs> Good night, Louis. Good night. Good night, folks. Oh, Simon, it's so good to be back home. My apartment's down the corridor. Simon, I feel terrible. Oh, you needn't. But what you said in the cab. She was wearing my coat, a very distinctive one. And then she was shot to death. That girl is dead because of me. Oh, we don't really know that. Well, it must be so. Somebody thought she was me and killed her. Mm, that's possible. But then, that means that somebody wants to kill me. Is this your door? Oh, yes. Of course, it's also possible that someone didn't like the coat and... Uh, hey, did you leave your lights on when you left? No. There's a light in the room ahead. Well, that's the living room. You stay here in the hall. I'll go ahead and see who it is. But I... I just want to make sure they're neutral on the subject of plaid coats. Or you. Shh. Oh. Oh. Hello. Hello. Ah, how she was beautiful. Your wife. My what? Your wife. It's her picture on the desk there, no? Well, that does seem to be a picture of Francis. And your name, she is... Uh, my name's Simon. Ah, it is a name that fills herself with the soul, no? No, I... I knew that tonight, of all nights, you would be lonely. Believe me, I'm not oh, lonely. I... I am here. Oh, your wife, she must have been a wonderful woman. She, uh... Your life with her was the magnificent symphony, no? Mm, chamber music would probably be more accurate if you... And were... now that she is, alas, gone, I am here. Without even a pause for station identification. Look, who are you? I am Olga. Simon, I... Who is she? Olga. Who is she? Francis, and now that you two have met... Waiting I... a moment, huh? Aha. I look on the picture, I look on the flash... The what? The flash, of which I might adding, your wife is perhaps carrying a little too much here and there. Especially there. Now, just a minute. You mustn't point out the bad manners. But I am seeing your wife. She is not bad. She isn't. That is, Francis isn't. If you like, you could try pinching her. I never pinch... Except boys. Oh. Simon, you are disappointing me. Goodbye. 
Well, that was quite a performance. Personally, I didn't care for her cadenza. Oh, I don't know. It was a nice cadenza, and the tootie was definitely fruity. Mm. <laughs> that is, uh, um, uh, Francis, the whole thing was camouflaged. For what? Take a look at the room. The room? Oh! Yes, it looks as if a junior hurricane had visited it. You mean somebody of Olga searched the room? Uh-huh, this one, and, uh... Yeah, the bedroom as well. But, Simon, what was she looking for? I don't know. Whatever it was, she didn't find it. Our entrance stopped her search. Well, I'd better start straightening things up a bit. It's a good idea. I'll help you. Well, shouldn't you be going home? Oh, I don't think so. You may get some more visitors later on and rougher ones than Olga. Why? Well, maybe they'll tell us if we ask them prettily. In the meanwhile... Yes, Simon? We can practice the overture to that symphony Olga mentioned. Late. Yes, I know. Well, you really can't sit up all night waiting for someone to come. We don't even know for sure that someone will. Olga got into this apartment, and someone else did before her. Someone else? Of course. Your coat was stolen, wasn't it? Well, I suppose, but not from the apartment side. Not from... Well, where was it stolen from? Well, I can't be sure, of course, but I gave that coat to the cleaning shop down the block about a week ago. Cleaning shop? Mm-hmm. What's the name of it? The Carter Cleaners. Why? Because evidently it started out from there to wind up on a murdered girl's body. Therefore, come on. We're going to... Yes, believe it or not, I'm taking you to the cleaners. I thought I told you not to wait. This is a free country? Yes, but... a parking limit on this here curb, maybe? No, but... I waited. But we're only going down the block a little bit. You can't afford a quarter? I like to walk. Uh, what do you get from walk? Exercise? Uh-huh, and from exercise, an enlarged heart. From an enlarged heart, you know how many people each year drop dead? Add them up. We're walking. Come on, Francis. Simon, you're worried. Moderately, about all those people with enlarged hearts. Uh, this is the place, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, front door's shut, but there's a light inside. Let's try. It's locked, however. I think someone's coming. Recognize him? Yes, yes, that's Mr. Maxson, the manager. Oh, what do you want? Uh, do you mind if we come in? Look, it may have escaped your attention, but it happens to be after 2 o'clock in the morning. Why do you want to come in? The rain. It's not raining. But suppose it starts I to... happen to be a very tired man. You should go home early. I shouldn't be bothered by drunks. I'm not drunk. We've stopped by for Miss Blake's coat. Coat? The plaid. As I may have mentioned before, we are not open for business. And then what are you doing here? I'm crazy about carbon tetrachloride fumes. I'd still like the coat. Oh, then please do stop by in the morning. Simon, why did you... I wanted to find out if the cleaning store knew the plaid coat was gone. But we didn't find out, did we? No, nevertheless, we've worried Mr. Maxson. Thank heaven Louie's handy. Hey, hey, Louie! Louie! <laughs> you give up, huh? Yeah. Into the cab, Francis. All right. Well... 
Name your destination, Mr. Templer. A very long trip. Yeah? Drive to the back of the cleaning store. You'll probably have to go around the block. That alley must lead there. Okay. But, Simon, why are we going to the back of the store? Because we're going in? No, because I suspect Mr. Maxim is going out. here is maybe none of my business. It isn't. Oh, you know, a remark like that could easily hurt a fellow's feelings. I'm sorry. No, it didn't hurt mine. I'm sorry, still. But you're not spending this PM in the way a PM should be spent. Nonsense. So far, it's all been good, clean fun. That's what I mean. Simon, Mr. Maxson hasn't come out of the store yet. No, he may be coy, however. But why should he have anything to do with anything? He shouldn't, but it's very possible that... Simon! Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Maxson is shutting up shop. Coming down the back alley, which confirms something or other. You mean if he weren't hiding something, he wouldn't use the back way? Perhaps. We're far enough away from the alley for him not to notice. Look, he's turning the corner. Louis. I am alert. Not for nothing was I a Boy Scout. Although, actually, what I was a Boy Scout for was a certain Girl Scout. Hold it a minute. He's getting into that... He's a villain. That's a convertible. Everybody knows. Only villains ride around in convertibles. He started. Louis. Here we go. Yeah, I better stop right here, huh? Uh-huh. Simon, he's going into that nightclub. Interesting place for a store manager to finish his evening's work. Let's go, Francis. Uh, leave me know how the floor show is. I'll be sure to. Hmm, Barker's Bandbox. I've heard of the club. Yeah, and I've heard of Barker. Nothing complimentary either. Well, here it is, and in we go. <laughs> Dark, crowded, and needs ventilation. Floor show? <laughs> Emphasis on show. Simon, Mr. Maxson's over there. Yeah, ducking out of the door near the piano. Let's follow in his shifty footsteps, huh? Yeah, I hope nobody notices. With what's going on, or rather coming off, I don't think so. Oh, it's so dark in this hallway. Yeah, listen. I can't hear what they're saying. Yeah, we can get a little closer. Now, wait a minute, Burke. I'm not going to wait long enough. Where are the stones? I told you, the girl disappeared. I know what you told me. I don't give me the stones. Now, suppose you tell me where the stones are. I, I, I don't know where they are. Stones. Yeah, Burke has got quite a reputation as a crook of various kinds. Stones are jewelry and unquestionably stolen jewelry. I, having fun, fellas? Oh! Not... Hope I didn't frighten you, lady. Coming up behind you, two nosy people like this. <laughs> that was her asthma. Yeah, this here's a rod. How, uh, how cute. Could I see it? Uh, the go. Simon, I've got his gun. Yeah, and I've got a fist. Let's see what happens. <laughs> how gratifying. I hit him and he fell down. Jake? Come on. All that could happen to us in here... Jake! ...would be fatal. I know. It's always a little nervous making. Well, here we are. Thanks, Simon. No, not yet. I'm going in with you. But... No, for safety. Oh. You. You think maybe. I'm just not taking any chances. Well, if 
Oh, he's all right. Living room. Francis. What? Don't look across the room. Olga's back, but this time she's staying. What do you mean? Oh. I, I hope oh. you wouldn't see her. She isn't beautiful anymore. Oh, no. Just dead. I'd better phone the police. Wait, Simon. You know this thing started with Francis Blake being dead. But it wasn't Francis Blake. It was another girl. And then someone else got killed. Olga. Still not Francis Blake. But, Simon, the next time, do you... Do you think maybe it will be? Good night, Lieutenant. Thanks for dropping on. And exit Olga, exit police. Francis. Yes, Simon. You better go to bed. I'll stay on. It's almost morning anyway. Oh, I couldn't sleep. Would you like me to uh, fix us some breakfast? Oh, say, that's not a bad idea if you feel up to it. Oh, I don't know how I feel. You stay right where you are. Won't take me more than a few minutes. All right. That's all the sound you're going to make, sister. The gun's loaded. If you've got ideas about yelling for help, remember this. Bullets get to you quicker than help. Now let's get out of here. By the service door like I come in. But, Simon... And the boyfriend, you write him a letter from where you're going. If you're lucky, sister. And I hope you're lucky. You're too pretty to enjoy dying so quick. Francis, what are you cooking, steak? <laughs> Francis, I don't intend to oversee your cooking, but... Francis. Francis. Oh, here she is, Mr. Barker. Yeah, nice work, Jack. Hi, I want to know what this is all about. Yeah, I bet you do. You and me both, baby. What'd you do with the stones? The stones? Yeah, yeah, the chorus girl's delight, the old man's charm, the stones. Oh, you mean jewels. I don't have any. Maybe not on you, but you're going to tell us where they are, won't you, baby? Suppose I don't know. I wouldn't care to believe that. Well, you, you'd better start because I don't know. All right. I'll start not believing you. Jake. Yeah? I don't believe her. I don't think she's behaving right. You don't, huh? I don't. Ah, okay, Mr. Barker. What? What are you going to do? I'm going to slap you around a bit. It's going to hurt you more than it hurts me, too. Oh, no, you you can't. Want to bet? Hold it, hold it a minute, Jake. I'll get it. Yeah? Barker? Who are you? Simon Templer. You've got Francis Blake there, haven't you? It's your phone, Joe. You must have. Listen, if you don't hurt her in any way, I'll get you the stones you're looking for. She doesn't know where they are. Matter of fact, where are the stones? The Carter Cleaner's shop. Look, don't hand me that. we already been through the joint. But you didn't know where to look. Yeah? That could be a deal. Okay. But your girlfriend will be under a gun all the time. First funny move and she gets it. No funny moves. We'll be seeing you. Okay, Jake, we're going visiting. Maybe we'll trade in a babe for the stones. If the stones are handed over. If they ain't, we'll just trade her in. Uh-huh. 
this morning and... Oh. You were here last night. That's right, Mr. Maxson. I was looking for a plaid coat. Plaid? Yes, maybe it would be here on this rack. Oh, it wouldn't be there. You see, this rack is for dresses. And this is for last night. <laughs> Sorry to have upset you, Mr. Maxson, but company's coming and I've got to set the table for them. Joint looks clean. No blue uniforms around. Park it, Jake. Okay. Here we go, baby. I can walk by myself. Yeah, I know, I know, but I enjoy your company. Simon! Hello, Francis. You, Temple? That's right. Simon, I... Hey, stay next to me, sister. I better just lock the door so we won't be interrupted. All right, where are the stones? Yeah, they're in the place here. They must be. I don't like the sound of that. It could uh, be a storm. Uh, uh, What's that? And Mr. Maxson, he fell down while he was pressing some suits or something. Yeah? Get up, Maxson. Come on. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, hello, Mr. Barker. Hello, rat. Oh, you you don't have to talk that way, Mr. Barker. I can't help it if the stones were stolen from me, if the woman double-crossed me. This babe here? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you work her over, Mr. Barker, and, and her boyfriend? After all, they're the ones who killed Olga, aren't they? It was a narrow part. Never mind, Olga. I like the kid. I sent her out the job. She got it. Business, you got to cut your losses when you have to. I still want the stones. Are you? They are here. They have to be. Then find them. I've looked, but they're hidden cleverly. I... You sound like a guy up a tree, mister. And in just a couple of seconds, I'm going to cut that tree down. Tree? Hey, wait a minute. Tree? Suppose you wanted to hide a tree so you couldn't find it. Where would you hide it? I ain't interested in hiding trees. You'd hide it in a forest, of course. Therefore, going through the place I noticed... Francis, go through that dress rack. Dress rack? Now find a dress, any dress that doesn't seem to belong. Well, all right. Well, I don't get it, boys. Who wants to hide a tree? Get up, Jake. Maybe it's something. Oh, Simon, I'm not sure of what you mean, but this shop is in a pretty expensive neighborhood. All the dresses here are very good ones, except this one. It's quite cheap, covered with cheap rhinestones. Let me have it. Yes, of course, it doesn't belong here. Why is it here? Because it's a forest. Looks like a rag to me, not like a forest. Then suppose you take another look at some of the rhinestones. Let me have it. Hey. Yeah, most of the things sewn on that dress are cheap rhinestones, but among them... Are the genuine stones, the ones we've been looking for. Well, nice work, Maxon. I, 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 I didn't know anything about it. Somebody else must have done it to frame me. No, no kidding. Wait a minute, Parker, wait, wait, I... I, I... For what? I'm gonna tell you something, Maxon. No, but I... You sure told him. Never did like a double-crosser. Hey, where are you going? Well, it occurred to me you mightn't like witnesses either. Francis, stay behind me. I wait. Pressing the steam filled up quite a lot of steam pressure. I kicked the outlet pipe off, and it's aimed at you. You better stand, Parker, unless you want to get parboiled. Go out of here. Come on. You're leaving us? Oh, thank God. Yes, Francis, but not for long. And the police won't have much trouble picking them up with them all... Forgive me, but I can't resist it. With them all steamed up. Simon, 
I'm terribly grateful, but I can't resist... Francis. ...asking you what it was all about. Oh. Oh, an intellectual, huh? <laughs> well, you see, Francis... Maxon and Barker were partners in the jewelry business. Illegitimate. Oh. Uh, they worked out a nice idea. They'd use very distinctive clothes left with a cleaning shop as disguises for themselves and their confederates. Oh. And disguises which couldn't be traced because they'd lead back only to perfectly innocent people who had alibis and everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And the last job they did involved a girl who wore your plaid coat while stealing the jewels. Oh. Maxon, however, decided he wanted all the jewels for himself. So he killed the girl and hid the stones. And Olga? He had to kill Olga because she suspected something wrong and came to this apartment because that's where the plaid coat came from. Mm -hmm. Well, but how did you know that Maxon had killed her? Back in the shop, he said Olga had been killed in this apartment. How did he know that? Because he'd killed her. Oh, Simon, what would I have done without you? <laughs> the question is, what are you going to do with me? You've been listening to another transcribed adventure of the saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, our cast tonight included Shirley Mitchell, Viola Vaughn, Larry Dobkin, Lou Merrill, Tony Barrett, and Jack Moyles. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. Charteris is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring in RKO's production of His Kind of Woman. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer is Don Stanley. Programs, get your programs here. Tomorrow night, tune here for Nightbeat. Hear the unusual tales uncovered by reporter Randy Stone as he searches Chicago after dark for human interest stories. Tomorrow night and every Monday night, hear Nightbeat. And then stay tuned for the first piano quartet. Next, Sam Spade cuts a caper. Then Rose Bampton sings on NBC. Adventures of The Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor, Vincent Price as The Saint. 
Going to the ball game, huh, Mr. Templer? It's a great day for it. Didn't know you was fond of baseball. You found the baseball, Mr. Templer? Yes, indeed, Louis. You know, I should have gone in for baseball instead of becoming a cab jockey. Grown men getting paid thousands of dollars for tossing a little ball around two hours a day. Can you beat it, can you, Mr. Templer? I'm asking you, can you beat it? Louis, I... Baseball, you can't beat it. No, I'd like to live in a town where they got major league ball. The Blue Sox here is all right, but it's minor league. You think we'll ever get a big league ball in this town, Mr. Templer? I see you think we'll ever get big league ball, Mr. Templer. You can't quiet today, Mr. Templer. My silence, friend Louis, is purely comparative. Oh. Well, since you're not feeling well, it's good you're taking the afternoon off. Been reading about the father and son of the Blue Sox, Lefty and Phil Miller? They're rather interesting. Supposedly the first time in baseball, father and son have played on the same team. Yeah, yeah. The old man just down from the majors and the kid on his way up. Old Lefty was great in his day, though, and the kid will be great, too. They both playing today, Louie? Neither one. Phil ain't doing a pitch till tomorrow, and the old man's got a game leg. Won't even be a uniform. That's what goes first in baseball, Mr. Templer, the legs. In my line of work... I know, I know. Mr. Templer, you know something funny? There's rumors out about the Blue Sox. What kind of rumors, Louie? The rumors say the Sox are going to do business. Lose a ball game that maybe they should win. Oh, nonsense, Louie. Baseball is honest. You know that. Maybe so, but it's still got to be played by humans. Hey, you'd better step on it, my cynical friend. We're late. Sure, Mr. Templer. Most likely nothing to the rumors anyway. You know how it is driving a cab. You pick up all sorts of things. Me, it don't do no good to pick nothing up. I'm married. Hey! <laughs> Did you hear that, Mr. Templer? I said, me, it don't do no good to pick nothing up. Huh? I heard, Louie. I heard. Pretty funny, huh? Louie, take me out to the ball game. Thanks for coming, Saint. Sit down, sit down. Thanks. I hope I'm not late. No, the game won't start for another ten minutes. Oh. How's the leg, Lefty? That's improving, Saint. How's Klein? It stays about the same, always with us. <laughs> yeah, that it is, that it is. Blue Sox going to win today? You know something, Saint? I don't much care. Oh, don't get me wrong. When I'm in there myself, I play to win. Because that's the only way I know. And after the majors, you don't get very excited over the Blue Sox. Yeah, I guess not. I'm just playing out the string. What comes after that, I don't know. A manager's job? Uh, no chance. I was too busy spending my money while the smart boys were learning the inside of the game. But I had fun, I guess. Did you? Nah. Saint, there's only one thing in baseball I care about. There's only one thing in the world I care about. He's sitting across the field in the dugout wearing number 33. My son. Mm, I hear Phil's a great pitcher, Lefty. Uh, he's good. He'll be great. He's going up next year. Maybe this... Here, take a look at him through the binoculars. Hmm. Yeah. He looks like you, Lefty. You really think so? Yeah. Saint, I'm worried sick about him. That's why I asked you. I know, that's why I'm here. What are you worried about? Well, I think they're after him, Saint. The crowd with the dirty money's after him. I never handle any dirty money, but I've been around it and I can smell it. I can smell it now. What does Phil say? Do you talk to him? I can't talk to him. Maybe you read in the papers about a wonderful father and son relationship, huh? <laughs> the kid hates me. How come that? He was brought up by his mother, and he was brought up to hate me. I got a divorce from her when the kid was two years old. I gave her a raw deal. He should hate me. You say you smell dirty money. Do you have anything else to go on, Lefty? Rumors. And a girl. No, I take that back. A woman. Take another look through the glasses, Saint. 
She's sitting in a box behind Phil, bending over to talk to him. She's there every day. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Perhaps I should have taken up baseball. Well, that's just it. Does a, does a woman who's got what she has go for a 21-year-old kid just because he plays baseball good? Ordinarily, no. But she's got Phil hooked so hard and so deep I hurt all over for him. He thinks it's romance. What do you think it is? I don't know. Not exactly. Saint, could you... Could you see if you could find out? I can try. What's her name, Lefty? Diane Courtney. She's staying at the Regent, same hotel the ball club puts up at. I happen to hear the kid making a cocktail date with her there for six this evening. Good. You see if you can get him delayed a few minutes. I will. Find out what she's trying to do, Saint. Find out who's in back of her. If they spoil that kid, I'll... They won't. They won't, Lefty. Thanks, Saint. And if there's anything I can ever do... Don't worry about it. In fact, I'm looking forward to meeting Miss Courtney. I'm sure we'll have a lot in common. Baseball and... <laughs> well, we'll find something. If I sit down here, the bar seems to be rather crowded. Is it that crowded? As a matter of fact, it was crowded the minute you walked in. Mm, sit down. <laughs> but I am waiting for someone. He might be late. That's very true, but he won't be. So what are we drinking, martinis? You say so. Waiter, two martinis, extra dry. Yes. I see that you're a devotee of the national pastime. That could very well be. Which national pastime? Hmm. I saw you at the ball game today. Yes, I go every day. Business or pleasure? What's that supposed to mean? Baseball is a business for some. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you, waiter. Uh, let's drink to uh, pleasure. Let's just drink. I found that you run out of toast long before you run out of drinks. A comment on human frailty. Well, what is it you want, friend? I appreciate your frankness. It's one of your concealed assets. I'd like some answers about Phil Miller. Who are you? Don't you know? No. I'm the man who wants the answers about Phil Miller. Should I start asking questions? Phil just came in. We can't talk now. Come up to my room in 15 minutes, 808. Will you? I need help. Believe me, I need help. Say, I thought we had a date, Diana. Was I wrong? Uh, my friend's just leaving, Phil. And I don't care for your tone. Oh, I... Well, I'm sorry, Diana. I just thought that... Well, don't. Remember, I don't care for the jealousy routine. You're too young for it. Yeah. Okay, Diane. Well, it's been charming, but I have a cab waiting for so I'll see you again. Definitely. Yes, definitely, Diane. Call you a cab, sir? Oh, thank you. I have one waiting. Hey, here he is. Wait through, Mr. Templer. Nowhere, Louie. I have a date in the hotel here in 15 minutes. You got a friend? I'm afraid not. Uh, just dreaming. Louie, I'm not absolutely convinced about the purity of the lady's intentions. This is a cause for complaint? You misinterpret. Come up to room 808, 10 minutes or so after I go up and uh, knock on the door. I get you. But if I shouldn't happen to need a cab at that particular time... I'm ahead of you. There's yes. times in everybody's life when the least thing he needs is a taxi. Louis, that's spoken like a philosopher. Come in, come in 
quickly, someone may see Someone's you. Someone's already seen him. Frank. Go ahead in, Jack. And I'm right behind you with something that resents any quick moves. You sneak up behind people pretty quietly, Frank. Used to be in a girl guides. Shut the door, Diane. But... Shut it. Now, my nosy friend here and me has business. I didn't tell the saint anything, Frank. I just... The boss don't like nosy guys like the saint. I don't like nosy guys like the saint. Let him alone, Frankie. What good will beating him up to? The boss's orders. Besides, my analyst tells me beating up nosy guys I don't like is a good way of working up my aggressions. Your analyst? What's the matter? I can't get analyzed. What does your analyst say about you carrying a gun? Didn't he point out this is an artificial prop to your otherwise charming personality? Oh, you could. My analyst says I shouldn't get insulted at remarks by neurotics. You think I'm a neurotic? If you ain't now, Jack, you will be when I finish. <laughs> Oh, don't fall down yet. See, I got four for you before I let go. Who do you want that? Stop it, Stop it. Okay. Uh, darn it, I shouldn't have got mad. My analyst says I should have let my emotions color my business life. Oh, oh, Louis. Mr. Templer, you all right? Should I call a doctor? No, no, no. I'm all right. I, I guess. What happened, Mr. Templer? I knocked on the door just like you said. When nobody answered, I'd come in. You was on the floor. You're still on the floor. Yeah, and I think I'll stay here. Ooh, ooh. Got myself worked over, Louis, by a psychoanalytical muscle boy. Oh, he sure gave you some beautiful lumps. Yeah. Real neat professional job. Hmm. Hey, what's this business card in your chest, yours? No. Uh-huh. Let's see. Huh. Frank, you must have put it there. This is part of the warning, I guess. What's it say? It says, the uh, the fixer, I fix anything. Huh. Ain't what you'd call modest, is he? No, but fixers rarely are. Look, I, I think we better have a doctor spray you with some cure chrome. No, Louie, I'm going to be too busy. Doing what? Sleeping. What time is it? Midnight. Are you asleep? Uh, I went to bed early tonight. Had a rather trying evening. Look, I've been finding out things. Things about the crowd with the dirty money. And who the head of it is. You mean who the fixer is? Yeah. I found out what they're trying to get from the kid. From Phil. Can you meet me here at the hotel? Half an hour. Good. In the bar. I'm going after some more dope now. You better wait until I get there, Lefty. They're rough boys. Uh, I know. But don't worry about me. See you in half an hour. Waiter, another Johnny Walker over ice, please. Yes. Thanks. Look, you're Simon Temple, aren't you? The one they call the saint? Sit down, Phil. I'm not sitting down. Got some things to tell you. I've heard that you've been asking questions about me, and I can guess who sent you. It was my father. Look, isn't it kind of late for you, Phil? You're supposed to pitch tomorrow. I don't need anybody to run my life for me. You or my father either. Where is he? Well, I was to meet him here, but he hasn't shown up yet. Most likely up in his room. All right, come on. Let's go up and see him. I want to straighten you both out together. Do you know what room he's in? Sure. 908. Right Come with on. you, Phil. Right. Oh, waiter. Yes? Uh, hold that drink for me. I'll be back for it sooner or later. 
Dad. Open up. I want to talk to you. Doesn't look like your father is in. Try the door. Well, it's open. What's well, open? But there's no... Dad. Dad. Look, I told you not to look. He shot himself. Why? Why? He's dead, Phil, and there's a gun in his hand, but he didn't pull the trigger. What are you trying to prove? Who did? Where to, Mr. Templer? The Regent Hotel, Louis. Inn. Good morning. Good morning. Say, I read in the papers this morning about Lefty Miller. Oh, tough. Why do you think he did it, Mr. Templer? He didn't. The police can buy the suicide theory for the time being, but it was murder, Louis. A friend of mine was murdered last night, and today things are going to be done about it. What are you going to do with the Regent? I'm going back to the young lady's room where I had such an interesting time last evening. This time I'd better go with you. Yeah, perhaps you'd better, Louis. And I'm hiring you for the whole afternoon. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Lefty was a great ball player, Mr. Templer. Seen him in the World Series once at Yankee Stadium. Hard to believe he's dead. A man can be killed in a lot of ways, Louis. He can be killed fast, or he can be killed through what happens to his son. I'm glad at least that didn't happen to Lefty. You sure nobody is in? I called on the house phone before we came up. I think this key will fit. How did you get a key? I remember to make an impression of the lock after that beating last evening. There. There we are in. Nobody here, all right. Shut the door, Louie, and lock it. Okay. What are you looking for, Mr. Templer? The truth, Louie. As my friend Philip Marlowe would say, crime detection is an adventure in search of the hidden truth. To find the hidden truth looking out that window on the fire escape? Perhaps, Louie, perhaps... Mr. Templer, somebody's at the door. I'll handle this. If I need help, I'll... You need help. We're in trouble. Good morning, Miss Courtney. Hey, what are you doing Come here? Come in, Diane. Miss Courtney, my good friend, Louie. Oh, charmed. Uh, you want I should leave, Mr. Templer? No, we'll both be leaving in a minute, Louie. Just as soon as we ask Miss Courtney some questions, she probably won't answer. What questions? Like who killed Lefty Miller? I don't know. I, I thought it was suicide. You see, Louie? Who's the fixer, Diane? I, I can't tell you. I, I'm afraid. Think, if you believe me, if you'd help me. Why are you working on Phil Miller to throw a ball game? Why? I can't tell you. They, they, I'm frightened. Look, I don't care how frightened you are. A man's been killed. Why? I can't. I, I'm afraid. The lady's afraid. Come on, Louie. Let's go back to the ballpark and see if we can throw a few curves. <laughs> Bush, as manager of the Blue Sox, you must have known Lefty Miller fairly well. Uh, not well, no. I manage the team, but you don't manage an old pro like Lefty. You just tell him what time the game is, and uh, he does the rest. Yes. From what I saw of him, no, he, he's a good guy. I'm sorry. How's Phil taking it? Well, it's hard to tell about kids. He and Lefty weren't close. Well, maybe you knew that. Yes, I knew that. But it's hard to tell just how he was taking it. Tonight's his turn to pitch, and I told him, of course, I'd start somebody else, but no. He's going to pitch tonight? Insisted on it. Said he had it. He'll pitch. You think he should? Well, he's the best we got. 
And I might get a phone call tomorrow telling me he's sold to the major leagues. Anytime he wants to pitch, he'll pitch. Mr. Bush, have you heard any rumors about a fix on your ball club? Oh, Mr. Templer, there's always rumors around any kind of sport. I've never been in a phony ball game. As far as I know, I've never seen one. So I don't listen to rumors. Thanks, Mr. Bush, and uh, good luck tonight. To you and Phil both. Where to now, Mr. Templer? I want to go see a bookmaker, Louis. Sam the Spender. Do you know him? Sure, I know him. Biggest bookie in town. Place down on State Street, only a block or two down the street. Got something good in Hollywood Park? No, Louis. You want something good? Thanks, but no, this is different. I did a favor for Sam once. He might be able to return it. Sam returns anything but money. One time I had a three-horse parley going against him. First two come in, the third is leading into the street. Hey, Louie, isn't this the place? What? Oh, yeah, you're sure. Wait for me here, Louie. It won't be long. Sure, Mr. Temple. Hello, Sam. How's business? Simon Templer, glad to see you. What can I do for you? Information, Sam. Which will go no further than Simon Templer. We in business. Today, do you handle any baseball money, Sam? Nah, nah. In the East, it's big business. All bet on the major leagues. Out here, peanuts. Have you handled or heard of any bets lately on the Blue Sox or against them? Against them, yeah. Only yesterday. Funny deal, too. Care to tell me about it? Sure. A big creep comes in with $200 to bet against the Sox in the game tonight. I don't like the smell of it. Nah. I tell him, nah. Then the creep tells me what's wrong with me is that I had an emotionally insecure childhood. <laughs> Honestly. Go on, sir. Then he does a funny thing. He'd give me an extra 200 to pay you up if he win the bet. <laughs> Imagine that. And if the Sox win, I get to keep the home 400. <laughs> the guy's nuts. I can't lose. The best he can do is break even. Where's the payoff, Sam, if the Sox lose? In room 808, the region, tonight after the game. Do you get it, sir? I'm beginning to. Mm-hmm. Lefty Miller was right. Dirty money has a smell to it, and I'm beginning to smell it. Thanks, Sam. Anytime, Saint. See you soon? Maybe tonight. Tonight? I hope so, Saint. Nothing personal, Sam, but uh, I hope not. Good evening, Diane. Well, it's our old friend, Jack. Oh, how are you, Frankie? What is this room, Mr. Templer? Your home, away from home? Diane, let me throw the bum out. Easy, Frankie. Your aggressions are showing. Anything in particular you wanted, Saint. Frankie and I are busy. Yeah, I can see that. Busy packing. Too busy to go to the ball game tonight. Or did you know beforehand how it would come out? Let me throw the bum out. I hate schizophrenics. But he looks like such an interesting one, Frankie. And he's handsome, too. Well, Diane, you're not so frightened as you were. Well, I... It's all right. I won't tell the boss. Jack, you better get out of here. It ain't healthy. What's your trouble? You got a compulsion or something? No, it's just that when I start out on something, I like to be in on the payoff. And tonight's the payoff. The game should be over by now, and the people will be arriving. I'll be the host of our little party. You'll be host for a party of one in a wood box, Jack. Diane, shall I... Diane. It's a kid. Don't let him in, Frankie. Come in, Phil. Hello, sweetie. Hello, Diane. Frankie? Yeah. Hello, Miss Templer. Hello, Phil. Ball game over, honey? Yeah, it's over. How do you feel? 
dirty. Oh, don't feel bad about it, sweetie. In a week or two, you'll forget all about it. Sit down, Phil. I've taken over the party. Let's all find out what games we've been playing. Diane, I'm getting an awful frustration listening to him. Let him talk. Thank you. Phil. Yes, Mr. Templer? What line did Diane use to get you to throw the game tonight? The fixer had something on her she was afraid of him, something would happen to her if you didn't do as he wanted? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. You know the real reason? Go on. Tell him, Jack. I will, Frankie. It was a trap for you, Phil. This outfit is big and smart. They're willing to make an investment and wait a while to cash in. It's too tough to get next to a major league player. You'll be up there this year or next. And when you get there, you'll do what the fixer tells you because there's a club over your head. Yeah? Yeah. A certain payoff you took in a hotel room at the region for throwing a game with the Blue Sox. You understand that? I understand. Your father found out about it. He had the room right over this one, 908, and he listened on the fire escape. He was seen from in here and he was killed. Then they took him back up the fire escape to his room and rigged the suicide. But they forgot to wash all the blood off the iron outside this window. You're going to listen to him, kid? He's a neurotic. Diane, aren't you going to say something? I didn't have anything to do with it, honey. It, it was the fixer who did it. Yeah, I believed in the fixer, too, at first, Diane, until I came to your room the first time. Down in the bar, you said you didn't know me. Up here, you told Frankie I was the saint. You made other slips tonight. No? So I know who the fixer is. Who is he? You mean, who is she? Fixer is a very beautiful woman, Diane. The fixer is you. What is this? A filibuster or something? Let's assume you're right, Mr. Templer. Where does it get you? Where does it change things? I'm turning you over to the police, and Frankie can hardly shoot both Phil and myself. You won't have to, just you. Uh, you underestimate me, Saint. We should have had more time alone together. Phil will do whatever I tell him in spite of what's happened. Won't you, sweetie? Will you, Phil? Diane, I... See? I made sure of Phil, Saint. I made sure of him first. He'll crawl on his hands and knees if I tell him to. Because if he doesn't, I might stop being nice to him. And he couldn't stand that. Uh, you should have thought of that, Saint. You got a metal block or something? Finish with Mr. Temper, Frank. We've got to finish packing. This gun says get over to the window, Saint. This time there won't be no blood on the fire escape. Just a lot on the sidewalk. Pretty messy that way, Frankie. Your subconscious will hate you. I won't look down. Now, you're going over to the window quiet. Phil, sit down. Stand back, kid. I ain't playing with this thing. Phil, I told you to sit back. down. Watch out, Phil. He's going to... You kill my father. You... Give me that gun, Frankie, or I'll break your wrist. I'll kill you. No, you won't, Frankie. Think what your analyst would say. And this makes us even. Oh, Frankie, Frankie. Phil, how, how bad is it? Not bad. Just my arm. But not my pitching arm. Oh, God. Why, you... Diane, stand still. Better go for the police, Phil. Can you make it? Yeah, yeah, I can make it. And Phil, thanks. What you did makes up for the game. We'll figure out that later. Uh, about Dad, Saint. He did all he could to protect you, Phil. Yeah, he, he did like me then. More than anything else, he told me. You better leave. I want you out of here before that bookie shows up to pay off. Uh, Mr. Templer... He won't be showing up. I didn't lose the game tonight. Tell me more, Phil. I pitched a three-hit shutout. I figured it was the least I could do for Lefty. The kid's going to be all right, Mr. Temple? Phil will be all right, definitely. You know, I can't blame him for getting tangled up with that Diane... 
Now, there is real age in the wood stump. She won't be quite as attractive when she gets out, Louie. Twenty years does something to a woman. Should have seen what it done to my wife if she was no prize to begin with. What do you think was wrong with Diane, Mr. Temple? An emotionally insecure childhood? <laughs> You've been talking to Frankie. I think Diane felt an urge to corrupt, Louie, to feel power. Revenge, perhaps, for something hidden in her past. It might have been her childhood. Might have been society. So, now society exacts further toll. Twenty years. <sighs> I feel like a drink, Louis. Where to, Mr. Templer? Back to the regent. I've got a scotch waiting for me at the bar. You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. And now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, the most priceless gift which a community can give its children is a fine education. Here in America, your parents have been able to take that education pretty well for granted. But that won't be true of the future unless we plan now to cope with the educational problems of the future. There are going to be lots of them, we know that for sure. Because of the increased birth rate during and since the war, an extra seven million children are going to be enrolling in our public schools. And the way things stand, our schools just aren't ready to handle them. The problem varies from district to district, but it's always a problem of shortages. In some localities, there aren't enough classrooms, and in others, not enough books and equipment. And overall, we're suffering from a shortage of teachers. In order to meet the challenge and make sure that our youngsters will get the education they deserve, we'll have to lay down an educational blueprint for the years ahead. Our local school boards are doing that right now, but they can't do it alone. They need everyone's efforts to build a stronger educational system. If you wish to help, simply contact your local school board. And for further information, write to the National Citizens Commission for the Public Schools, New York, New York. That's the National Citizens Commission for the Public Schools, New York, New York. Good citizens everywhere are helping, for they know that better schools make better communities. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. Dick Powell. Our cast tonight included Gloria Blondell, Jack Boyle, Hal Marsh, Ed Max, Bob Clark, and Larry Dodger. The music was composed and conducted by Von Dexter. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Sapir production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring in RKO's production of His Kind of Woman. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer, Val Brown. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. There's fine entertainment on Theater Guild on the Air returning next Sunday on NBC. This weekend, 400 Americans have a holiday date with death. Stay off the list. Be careful. Next, Sam Spade. Then hear Catherine Grayson on NBC.